You're listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. I am Father Roderick. And I'm Cliff Ravenscraft. And together we uh, host this podcast that is entirely dedicated to the hit television show, The Biggest Loser, aired in many countries around the world. I think there's a, a, a series coming up in Australia, another one in New Zealand. I think the UK is also uh, preparing another season. But, of course, we are very lucky to be able to follow the American seasons. And we get two seasons in one year. Uh, perhaps even three. I don't know. Uh, they're making a lot of money with this show. And so we have just started at the ninth season already of this great, very motivational show. And what we do in this podcast is to give you some education, encouragement, inspiration in your own journey towards a more balanced and healthy lifestyle. And um, what we hope to do is to make this show relevant for you and, and fun and entertaining, even if you never watched a single episode of the TV show. So this show is not just for Biggest Loser groupies. This is also for people that just want to learn from from all the information that comes with this TV show, even if you you live in a country where you can't watch the show itself. So we're going to rehash a little bit of, of what happens in every episode. But most of all, we just take the lessons learned um, with examples from the TV show and apply that to our own lives. And both Cliff and I are uh, on this ongoing journey towards a more balanced lifestyle. We've both, both have lost heaps and heaps of weight and uh, we'll be talking about that a bit later on in this show and we've also learned a lot about you know living a balanced lifestyle uh, along along the road so we we definitely share from our own personal experience so welcome back if you have been listening to uh, our episodes during the eighth season and also uh, welcome if you are a new listener and you want to check this out uh, we're happy to have you as a listener and as always, in every show, we start with uh, an overview of what was happening this week on The Biggest Loser. And so, Cliff, uh, episode one of season nine, what happened? <laughs> Can you tell us well, a little bit? <laughs> absolutely. Well, first of all, you know, with every season, there is this, you know, introduction now you know that's a lot of introduction a lot of information about these people uh you know every season obviously i think they purposely design it to where they you know every season they have to have the heaviest person yeah. who's ever been on the biggest loser and i'm really really wondering you know season 15 if we're gonna have like a 1500 pound person <laughs> but <laughs> so anyway but but this one's uh, Biggest Loser Couples. Now, this will be the first season where I've actually watched uh, The Biggest Loser when they have the couples. Last ah, yeah, season true. was single. Now, I had I had, I had had viewed, I think it was, was season seven was couples as well, correct? Um, yeah, could very well be. They kind of alternated. Exactly. So I think it was season seven. And I watched like one of the last three episodes of season seven. And I, that's what really got me interested in The Biggest Loser. Obviously, I had no emotional tire connection to the stories or even the transformation of what had happened for those people in season seven. So it really didn't draw me in. Uh, but it's, but it, was, it was that that got me sucked into The Biggest Loser as a motivational and inspirational story. And that's why I was happy to join in on uh, season eight. 
But this will be my first time of seeing the couples. I'm not exactly sure of the gameplay and and stuff like that. You know, who goes home? But what, you know, I've obviously learned uh, some things just by watching the first episode. But we get introduced to these people in a different way. Normally, from what I understand, they've always weighed in for the very first time at the ranch exactly. in front of the other people who are obviously all in the same category: overweight, obese. And uh, and are in need of some help. Plus, but it's it's this, always in in secret because it's filmed weeks and weeks in advance before it airs on television, and so it, it, they know that uh, if they weigh in on the ranch, nobody's watching that. They will be watching this like t- really months later on TV, and so it it's much safer if you weigh in on the ranch. That's exactly right. But this season, they did something unique and uh, quite honestly terrifying. Uh, they made it public, and oh my gosh, I looked at the crowds for yeah. some of those people. Father Roderick, I, I you know, six, six, seven months ago, I was extremely obese myself. I mm-hmm. think at my highest, I weighed two hundred and sixty-three pounds, which is right up there. Oh yeah, you know, or right up there with some of these contestants. You could be so, on the green team or on the purple team this year. <laughs> exactly. So I, I have been there, and I will tell you. Going swimming, you know, where people are just in public and, and my, going swimming with my kids, I was one of those guys who would never take off his shirt when he got into the swimming pool. I'd wear a special uh, T-shirt that, would, that I would just, you know, I'd have my swimming trucks on and I'd just leave my shirt on right. because I was so self-conscious about the way that I looked without my shirt on. Mm-hmm. And this, was, this is in a public setting where people aren't necessarily just looking at me. I mean, sure, they would see me if I walked by. But that's how I felt just going to a a public place, taking my shirt off where people weren't focused on me. To sit there and be in a football stadium or the high school gymnasium or any of this other stuff and publicly be there for the sole purpose of weighing myself on a scale in front of them. In your underwear. (laughs) In my underwear. I mean, come on. I don't know how they did that. And and some of these couples – uh, because we, we've got, you know, like neighbors and, and uh, cousins, and, but also a lot of couples. In some of these cases, these people would, wouldn't even undress in front of each other. So it, 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 they would be so ashamed that they didn't even want their partner to see them in their underwear, let alone a stadium with 500 people. Yeah. Uh. Uh. <laughs> so I, the, the fact that they can do that, they're heroes in my mind. Well, yes. You know? It, it takes a lot, and and by golly, that is a first step. That is a first step, and, and I I think you know you know as we introduce things that we learn and and things we can apply in our lives is sometimes it just takes you know owning where you are today and getting in front of a group and saying this is where I am, but this is the last time you're going to see me this big, and and that's one of the things that I did with my community when I started this pursuit of a balanced life. I said, guys, this is where I am. And I'm not healthy. Yeah. And I want to let you know these are my goals and I'm making changes in my life. And I love what Darius said in the high school gymnasium. He says, this is where I am. But you know what? I, I, I'm looking for you guys to be there for an encouragement for me and accountability. And, and he's like, listen, we're going to do this together. And I'm not alone. And, yeah. and wow, that's a great way to start things off. I mean, and, and it's oftentimes that at the start of a journey um, involving the community, and exposing yourself, even if you are unhealthy, but but doing that in order to 
hold yourself accountable and to to uh, to ask actually for support in that journey that you're about to begin can be an ext- a huge source of motivation and and you know what I did when I first started this journey I I remember I still remember it I put on a yellow t-shirt and some black trousers I think and I went to the bathroom and I I filmed myself on the scale and I put that little clip up on YouTube and I remember clicking do you really want to upload this video? And everything yeah. in myself was screaming, no, you don't want this. Are you crazy? And yet I was like, I have to do this. I have to make it public that I am no longer going to be this guy, you know? And that's why right. I'm posting this on YouTube. But man, that was a scary, uh, a scary moment, let alone these people that are not only in front of, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people in the stadium or in their local sports hall, but they know that this, this public humiliation because yeah it must be uh, it must feel you must feel really humble to do that is also going to going to be broadcast on national television and millions of people are going to watch this hey even people from other countries like this guy in the netherlands is watching this right right well there there was this one public way in they and the way they edited it um on the for the television show stephanie and i were like whoa wait a second that was that was just mean oh really now, which one was that I, th- this was mike mike um was the heaviest guy oh yeah he, yeah he's walking down the cr- crowd and and he's just he's just walking up towards the scale mm-hmm. but but they did a camera f- effect and they also did a sound effect oh really every step he did made. they do went, the the Jurassic yeah. park thing Yes, that's exactly what they did. Gonna move the camera a little bit. Oh man, really? I'm like, they did. I'm not kidding. It was the meanest thing I've ever seen. I didn't even notice that. They do it sometimes when people fall off equipment in the Biggest Loser workout hall, and and then they they add a little thud, you know, (laughs) to make it more dramatic. But wow, I didn't even notice. Yeah, go back and, and I'm sure you still have it. Oh, you just geez. go back and just watch that opening and, scene. And, and that Michael, opening. he's the nicest guy. I mean, he's Italian and and you can tell from the moment he 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 walked up there, I I I felt sympathetic. I was like, I want this guy to win. I mean, I felt so sorry for the guy and at the same time you could tell he was a very good person, but just the pro- his problem always taking care of other people and not taking care of it, of himself but oh well yeah. <laughs> it's television i guess well there let, let's talk about um there is Darius Darius was a, a young man and he's th- he weighed in at 346 pounds which wow that's a lot of weight oh yeah, yeah. um and, and his mom uh weighed in at 227 pounds mm-hmm. now one of the the big story here for him was that Darius, you know, he's like, he, and I think he may have mentioned it more than once, if not two or three times. Um, Darius never had a girlfriend. Right. So now, if I'm not mistaken, there was another person, uh, a, a young lady, mm-hmm. who also uh, said, you know, a similar thing. You know, it's like, you know, I really don't like this, and it's really hard on me and I've never had a boyfriend yeah. and Stephanie, I just want to just say that her, her prediction is that we are going to see another matchmaker <laughs> by the end of this season. Who knows? You never know. But, yeah. uh, but that, that, that is sad to hear that. I mean, the guy is 25 years old and he's, he and his mom are on the orange team and I think they're going to be at the ranch for quite a while. So I think we, we might want to remember their, uh, their names. So, so Darius is there with his mom and, and 
they show some pictures of him on parties and he's like, I'm always the easygoing guy. I make the jokes. I'm always the center of, 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 of the good atmosphere. But at the same time, I'm always dancing with the girlfriends of my friends. And I, right. you know, so, and, and sometimes you see that compensating behavior that if someone cannot excel, you know, health wise, you, you overcompensate with jokes, with humor, um, to be, but, but there it's hiding a lot of insecurity in, in, in internally. Um, and so yeah. that's going to be an interesting journey. Yeah. That, and that, that's the, that's the interesting thing to point here is, is that, you know, our health, obviously we, we look at, you know, being obese and overweight and, and the effects that that, that has on our health, but, but not just our physical health, but our mental health as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really does affect how we see ourselves and how much we value ourselves. It, it, now it's not, I, I would have to imagine that, that if Darius had a, a different self image, which I understand can be very difficult when, when all you do is you view yourself as a failure because of your weight, mm -hmm. I, I would have to imagine that there would be, you know, with it, you know, that he's a nice enough guy that a, a woman would be interested yep. in him oh, yeah. regardless of his weight, but he doesn't see that. True. True. And that's a, that's a, that's just another effect of our, you know, how our, just how our outward appearance can affect our own view of ourselves. Well, and that's the interesting, um, aspect of this TV show, it is not just about weight loss and you see them exercising, et cetera, et cetera. But, but it's, it's as much a show about weight loss as it is about personal internal transformation. And, and oftentimes what I, what keeps me watching after nine seasons is I want to know how these people will be at the end of the show and how much they will have evolved internally and how much they have learned and how much their character is built through this show. And, and we're already seeing some of that happening as, as soon as the second episode, which we'll be talk about, talking about later on in this episode. Now, I, I will tell you something that was very interesting to me were, were the, the twins. Now, this is, I, I, I never dreamed we would get something like this on, on The Biggest Loser, but man, this, this is an interesting story. Uh, and for those of you who are listening, obviously you've already seen the first episode, hopefully by now, but you mean the, the uh, brown? Is that the brown team? The it's the, John yes, the and brown James. Team. Yeah, James and John weighed in at one pound difference from each other. I mean, depending <laughs> yeah. on you know what they eat for breakfast that day, they weighed the exact same amount. These guys look exactly the same, and yeah. they've been overweight since they were ten years old. Now, this this is this I think has a lot to show about how our lifestyle affects those around us. Ah, good point. I see where you're going. Because th this is something that I learned in my own family. When I would, I'll, I'll give you the best example of this. Father Roderick, when I eat popcorn, you don't want to watch me eat popcorn. It's just not a pretty sight, okay? <laughs> when, I, when I eat popcorn, I grab an entire handful and I stuff it into my face. And I, it's like as fat, I, for some reason, that's just how I eat popcorn. The, I just, the cookie monster just, routine? It, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And and I'm not kidding you. I, I, I did not realize how horrible it was to actually see somebody eat popcorn that way until guess what? My children started eating popcorn that way. Oh. And they're, they're starting to spill it all over the floor. They're shoving it <laughs> into their face. And it's like, don't eat like that. It's like, but dad, that's how you're eating it. And I'm like... And, and I didn't even realize this, but, and what I did is I, I started to, you know, I was eating that way. I saw that they, and I didn't say a word to uh -huh. them. Yeah. I did not say a word. All I did was I started to take popcorn 
one or two little pieces at a time and put them in my mouth slowly. Mm -hmm. And I watched and my children mimicked the change within two minutes. Wow. Hey, folks, I'm yeah. serious. Try this sometime and just watch how what we do just naturally affects other people. And right. so that, that's what I'm seeing here. Yeah. And, and, and on a much grander scale, obviously, when I, when I started making some lifestyle changes myself and started to get more focused on health, my wife um, renewed her efforts in that area. And, and it's unbelievable. But all three of our children right now are very health conscious. Mm -hmm. And, and so not because we trained them to be, but, but, but they see mom and dad. And now my son's like, mom, how many calories are in this? Yeah. And I think that's what you see with uh, John and James. They've been copying each other's behavior. And since they're identical twins, I think that it's even a stronger bond. And they look, indeed, they look exactly the same. They've got this one shot. I think it's in their kitchen where they're standing back to back without shirts. Mm -hmm. He's like, wow, I saw you. You were, didn't you have a, didn't you play a character in Wally in, in the end in the spaceship? <laughs> that's how they looked. I mean, just incredible. I've never seen people of this. Well, not the weight. We could, we've seen heavy people before, but the, just their shapes. There's just no neck. It's just this one big pair and two little legs. It's incredible. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, obviously, at the end of the episode, um, we know that one of them went home. I don't even know which one it was, James or John. But, uh, you know, it, 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 I think it's going to be interesting, though. I, I, I guess knowing that one's there and one's home to yep. see, see, you know, what happens. I think, it, obviously, my prayer is that to, at the end of this, we, we don't see anything until the end, and then the brother comes back, and boom, he's lost weight too. Right. Well, let, well let's yeah. hope so. Let's hope that the bond that they feel will be a motivator for, uh, to, uh, to each do their part, and, uh, yeah. and a happy reunion, of course, would be awesome. Right. So the, and then we have the pink team. You got Ashley and Sherry, uh, another yeah. daughter and mother. Um, and what we have here is Sherry. She shared that one of the things that led her to really let go of herself is the fact that her husband had passed on and, and she just turned to food to, to medicate that. Yeah. That's, that's what I liked about this first episode. I mean, you meet a lot of people and people, and it's sometimes a little bit overwhelming with these, these couples uh, series because you, you get so many names and so many numbers, you know, you get the weight, uh, the age they have, their projected age, uh, you know, um, how much they've gained and about, it's just so much data. But, but what sticks with me is these little personal stories that give you already a little glimpse of why these people are where they are at this point in their lives. And so hearing that Sherry's husband died, you, you start to, to understand a little bit. You're like, okay, yeah. And then, and then her daughter is even much heavier. I th she weighs, she's 27 years old. She weighs 374 pounds. It's yeah. not a pretty sight. But you can tell that we hear, of course, that the mother suffered. But wait a second, this girl... Ashley lost her her dad, and yes. so huh, it's kind of obvious that that is is one of the biggest reasons probably why she is where she is right now. Yeah, and and I will tell you this, and this this for me definitely is you know it, it is my my oh, oh you know overweight and being obese mm -hmm. was definitely emotional eating. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 not necessarily that I had a tragic event that I was grieving and turned to food for, but I certainly medicated stress 
with food. Right. And and so when I get busy and I'm like, you know, anxious and I'm frustrated or whatever, it I, there's just very, you know, it I found that food was very calming. It was like a sedative. It was like a it, it, it was, it, I mean, obviously, it was like a drug for me. And it, it is actually, it, that is even physiology. I mean, it, it does work like a drug. It releases certain hormones. It releases certain certain chemicals in your bloodstream that make you feel good and cozy. I mean, it's, uh, so it, it is it's a very effective way to drug ourselves. It's a self-destructive way, but it does work. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it. Right. The one good thing I will say and just interject is that um, I have learned I have learned that exercise has the same effect. True. Yeah. Definitely. I feel great. I, I can be anxious, stressed. I can be depressed. I could be all those different things. And if I go really burn, you know, a good three, 400 calorie burn in an hour um, doing some physical activity, man, I feel great after that. Exactly. And, and it's just a first step to that different lifestyle. You have to try it out because it's, it, I remember looking at fitness and, and all that stuff and running and working out and resistance training before when I was still overweight. And, and I was like, oh man, that's just a lot of pain. And you don't see the benefits. You can't imagine. And in a way, this show emphasizes that, that painful aspect of it because you see them working out and, and Bob and Jillian, the trainers of The Biggest Loser, they, they, they have these, these words like, oh, we're going to kill them. We're going to totally, totally push them to the edge and, and beyond. And you're like, oh man, I can't believe that someone would like to do that. But it's, uh, it, it is definitely very rewarding once you get over that. And, and fortunately, the show is also highlighting that. It's how good it feels to have overcome that barrier and to be able to do stuff that you've never done before. And this sense of accomplishment and this, this pride that you get. It. And so exercise definitely releases uh, chemicals in your bloodstream that make you feel good and, and help you relieve stress. But it's also doing a lot with your psyche and it's it's giving you this sense of, wait a second, I am stronger than I thought I would be. And if I can do this, then perhaps I can also do this and this and this. And that sets in motion this this journey towards hopefully a happy ending. Absolutely. Um, we're not going to be able to have obviously time to cover no. every single person. Who, who did but, you uh, like most? I mean, who were the people that, that struck you most or stories? Well, the stories that I I, I liked, I, I'm I was really intrigued by the the twins. Mm-hmm. That that one really, I, I I just found that one interesting to to see them being so close, and then their their lifestyle and their physical appearance always mimicking one another. I, that just that's the biggest story for me. Um, I do also, uh, you know, I, I like the note that you made for I think her name was Sharita. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a breast cancer survivor and basically you had said, you know, she had made the decision to live and, and not die. And, and I want to say for all of us out there who may have, may be struggling with, you know, being overweight or even obese, you know, this is, you know, getting, get living a more balanced and healthy life is a decision to live. Yeah. And yeah. that is something that, that we have to understand that this working out and dropping these pounds that it, it does it's so much more than just appearance. It is our it is our reducing our risk of heart attack, of of um, diabetes and, and so many other illnesses, even cancers. 
Yeah, um, sure, sure. Yeah. So th- so for me, I, I think that that's the name. Who, who was your favorite? Well, you said Mike, I think. Yeah, Mike, Mike and Maria, because it, what I what I liked and this just came back with some other couples as well, is that you see that there is also a very uh, a big cultural um, aspect sometimes in 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 these situations where, you know, Mike and Maria both are they they call themselves the fun loving Italians from Chicago and everything that they radiate is we love the good life you know we love the food we love the company we love the family and that's good that's all good i mean good italian food who can refuse it but too much of anything good is bad for you and Absolutely. so it, with michael there's also this underlying uh, and I think this is, again, it's something you see a lot in Italy. I lived for two years in Italy and, and it's something, the, the relationship between an Italian and his mom, la mamma, it's so important. And these Italian mamas can be so dominant. And so, you know, it's all about them basically in the family. And so what you see with Michael is almost like a, an, um, an enhanced version of that where everything in his life revolves around his mom and his care for his mom. And, and... The result of that is that he has for himself a very low self-esteem and and he always takes care of other people. He's the nicest guy in the world, but he completely re- uh, neglects himself. And so that's going to be very interesting to see his change and and, uh, and what it does to this relationship. And you see some of these other cultural influences in the um, the green team, uh, Miggy and Migdalia. They're from uh, their mother and daughter from Puerto Rico, and they say, well, you know, in our culture. There always has to be, it's all about food and there always has to be something fried on a menu. And so, and we've seen this pre- uh, previously on, I think on se- uh, season seven with uh, Sione and Felipe, uh, which uh, they're both Tongan. And, and in the Tongan culture, uh, we learned um, being overweight is actually seen as a virtue. It means you've got enough food. So you're wealthy. So you're doing well. So you have probably, you know, you're, you're, you're in high standing. And if you... If you are puny, if you don't have this overweight, then people automatically assume that you're not living a very successful life because a you're not looking you're not looking big, so you don't have enough food, you don't have enough money. And Sione and Felipe in in season seven uh, actually were very motivated to show their Tongan culture, the the other Tongans in their neighborhood, that this is something that is that is really wrong in our culture, and we have to change this perception that we have of being overweight and it was very cool in in this season season nine to see again two tongan cousins this time coley and sam and and they say the same thing we're from we're tongan as well and we were so inspired seeing sione and felipe just get rid of that of the of the negative influence of their culture and becoming these super healthy extremely strong people and we want to do this as well and i thought it was great to see that yeah sometimes we tend to um to always look at these cultural differences and say well well, well, okay yeah well no wonder i mean they're from tonga or they're italian so um but in in this case it's like no wait a second we're not only we're going to change our personal lives but we have to change the culture of our people because this aspect of our culture is destructive. And uh, I think that that will speak to a lot of people that are watching this because, again, The Biggest Loser has an international audience. And so I think it's very good that we ch- we have to change our culture, at least the yes. aspects of it that are destructive. 
Absolutely. Well, so once we got uh, introduced to all these folks, we get to the ranch and I will... What's that? No, I mean, I was already looking forward to that part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we looked, we got to the ranch and uh, the first challenge were uh, that they had to ride um, or they had to actually do a marathon, but not by, you know, running it, but by 26.2 miles by bike yeah. on the, I guess, recumbent bike. Incredible. I mean, the, the thing that I was looking forward to is that when they go to the ranch and then you see these small interviews with Bob and Jillian and especially Jillian, she's got this evil look in her eyes and this smile and she says, pain will begin now. And then she's like, welcome to the house of hurt. And she's looking forward and, and kind of taking these these new contestants and pushing them. And uh, but I was a little bit blown away by that that first challenge because I was like, this is again this is so dangerous i mean it's not like running a marathon but man these people are so unhealthy and so overweight and especially the white team i was like they're gonna be out because the winners would get immunity and then two teams that would lose that would be would end at the bottom of the contest they would have to leave the house immediately it's like this is not fair of course the white team is going to be gone but yeah yeah, I was surprised to see that uh, actually they they were able to uh, to accomplish it and to um, to stay on uh, at the ranch. Well, I, I will be I'll be honest with you. Stephanie and I were like, "There's no way they cannot send two teams home." Yeah, I mean, you, you cannot do that. I mean, they, these people didn't even get a chance. I yeah. mean, they. They, you know, pretty much cancel out, you know, their employment and all this other thing. You know, they, they, they hadn't even stuff. met Bob and Jillian. <laughs> I, was like, I know yeah. exactly. <laughs> I'm like, this is this is not right. I, it's like I understand this is drama, and I understand, but that's just not right. Mm-hmm. And it's like there was, and Stephanie's like, listen, they, they're gonna do something. They're gonna do something. They're oh gonna- wow. <laughs> she predicted that I, that came to she me did. as a shock I mean the blue and the yellow team lost, and I was like, oh, this is so tragic. And this is so, I I totally didn't get it. And then they that, get into these limousines no and they drive away. And who is waiting at the at the, at the end of the road? It's Bob and Jillian. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad that they did that. I am yeah. I'm very thankful that they did that because because they they gave both of them the incentive to okay you didn't make it the, you didn't make it to the the you know past the first stage but go home and get serious about this because you're gonna have a chance to yeah. come back. Yeah. And I like, I like that. I like it too. It introduces a challenge because these two teams have to try to lose as much weight as possible. And and the the couple that has lost the most weight will get a chance to go, to get back on the ranch and get, get back into the game. So that's a good incentive. It is a good incentive. And that's, I think a great thing to just bring in here right now, Father Roderick, is how important incentives are to our success. Yeah. How about you? What, what, what incentives have you set for yourself that has driven you to go beyond what you normally would do without it? Um, I set myself, and this really started when I, um, when I, when I began like two years ago to, uh, to put this one YouTube video up, I, I just made goals for myself. I was like, okay, I want to, I, I just calculated my healthy weight you know, with the BMI stuff, et cetera, uh, I figured out that, wow, I was uh, uh, really in the red, in the, in the orange red zone. So I, I was not really obese, but I was getting there if I would continue. And I, I, I knew that every year I had become bigger and bigger and bigger. So something had to change. And so I, my first goal was, okay, I want to be in, in the middle of the green. So I, know, I knew exactly how much I had to wait 
for my length in order to be healthy. And so that was my first goal. And then in terms of fitness, I was, uh, I came across some people that motivated me to start running and I'd never contemplated doing that. I hated it. I thought it was the most stupidest thing. And, uh, but they were like, no, 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 it's fun. You'll see, just get yourself some good shoes. And, and, um, and then I was like, well, wait a second. I can try, I'm just going to try this. And the first week was just pain. It was, it was horrible. And I was like, how can people like this? And then at the end of the week, I noticed that I could run three times as far as the first day that I started running. Like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm actually improving. And then bit by bit, I got this idea of, of you know, my next goal is going to, I want to be able to run a half marathon. And, and uh, well, it took me more than a year with all sorts of injuries because I didn't know what I, what I was doing, but I eventually ran that first marathon, uh, that first half marathon. And in the moment that I crossed the finish line, I was like, I cannot believe that I did this. And then immediately I set myself a second goal. I was like, okay, now I've done a half marathon. Okay. My next goal, full marathon. <laughs> and I accomplished that. And then my next goal, the, the goal that I set myself for this year is to do an Ironman, which is a marathon and it's biking and cycling. Um, it's uh, biking and uh, swimming, uh, two things that I hate. So that's that's my next <laughs> challenge. <laughs> and and I think that's an important thing for for folks because I, I and uh, and obviously we're still here just two weeks into the new month. Many people listening to this have made these things called New Year's resolutions. Um, and 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 so many people have said, you know what, this is the year I'm going to get healthy. I'm gonna I'm gonna start losing weight and stuff like that. But you know, it's one thing to say, okay, this is what I want to do. But there are two things that we've already covered. One is, you know, get some community behind you. Tell other people. And then number two, what we just talked about here, set some incentives, set some goals yeah. for you to reach. And, and, and set big goals, but also set some uh, incremental, re easily obtainable, but not too easily obtainable goals that, that stretch you a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah. and you will find yourself working towards something instead of uh, just trying to get up some momentum from where you were. Well, and, and, and the cool thing about this, um, uh, this ninth season where you've got the couples again is that there is a huge incentive in having a common goal. And the, all these couples have to not only work out uh, to keep themselves in the game, but also they have to work really hard to keep the other person in the game. And so uh, – uh, a lesson learned from that is it, it can be extremely motivating to to get a, a friend or or several friends and 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 tell each other you know this year right now starting January we are going to work out we're gonna have a, a one meeting a week where we go running or biking or we go to the gym together and we we all calculate our BMI and we set ourselves a goal for you know two months from now we want to have lost this and this amount of weight and and having a common goal and motivating each other like that along the journey can be um I mean that's fuel to to your machine it's it's gonna be so much easier than when you have to do this all by yourself Absolutely. So we encourage you guys to, as a matter of fact, if you want to make your declaration of what it is your goals are, we're going to invite you to do that. You can, of course, give us a call on our listener feedback voicemail hotline. The phone number is 859-795-4067, 859-795-4067. You can also email it in 
and uh, your your information, your goals or whatever, you can send that to feedback at uh, biggestloserpodcast.com or you can go to the comments section on our website at biggestloserpodcast.com and leave the comments for uh, this episode. Exactly. Now, Father Ryder, we're, we're obviously, we, we could go on talking about these things forever. Anything else that you really want to uh, bring out of the what we saw in this first episode? Well, no, of course you see the the end of the, uh, you see the, the, the final workout, you know, the, the, the last last chance workout. And, and that's always very inspirational. It, it put me right into the mood of, okay, I got to start working out again because I don't know about you, but I did gain a few pounds over the, you know, the holiday and Christmas and Thanksgiving and everything <clears throat> and just seeing these people they're working so hard I was like okay I got it I'm hosting this uh, I'm co-hosting this podcast about the biggest loser podcast I gotta get to work myself again so that is that is what I what I liked about this this first episode and and you know of course they lose tons and tons of weight the first week but that's normal a lot of it is water a lot of it is diet diet change um but uh, and so that that is definitely not something you can do at home um, without a trainer. But you know, I, I felt motivated by this episode to just I gotta get back into the game. So that's that's what I what I liked about it. Now um, this is this this sh- relatively short show is just about the first episode of The Biggest Loser. Episode two is also out, but we'll we don't want to put too much information in in each episode. So I we invite you to come back to uh, to this show very soon to listen to episode two, where we will talk about I think what's going to happen uh, in the second episode. There's much more information about the um, let's say the health aspects uh, and, and what it what it means to be obese and what it does to your yourself to your environment to the people around you and we got a lot of valuable information so i would definitely invite you to uh, to come back to the show as soon as possible so keep checking your your itunes subscription um anything you want to add uh, cliff at the end of this show well, I just want to say uh, at the end of the show here that I also, you know, all all last season of Biggest Loser and doing this podcast, I'm like, oh, this is so excited. And I'm having these great, uh, you know, victory week after week of uh, stepping on the scale. I also, over the Christmas break, fell off the horse. And uh, I there was one week I had gained five pounds. And I'm like, oh, no. What happened? And, and yeah. I, life got busy. Life got crazy. And, you know, my biggest fear since day one has always been, what if I actually just fall back into my old habits? But I have people like you, Father Roderick. I have people in my own community, my own family that are holding me accountable and they're not going to let that happen. And I, I, I'll talk about next week what I'm most excited about in my own personal physical activity journey. Uh, and uh, it, it's exciting. It has a lot to do with those bikes that they rode at the first uh, oh, really? uh, thing. Yeah, and I'll, I'll talk about it next episode. <laughs> so come back and learn what Cliff's doing now that has yeah. the biggest incentive since he started. That's new for me, too. I <laughs> can't wait to hear that. <laughs> Well, and one thing we've learned uh, throughout this this journey of weight loss is never give up. There are these moments where you feel like you're resetting and you're falling back to the behavior that you thought you'd gotten completely rid of. But the most important thing, and this is something I saw on Twitter on, on New Year's Day, 
Uh, I, I follow uh, the trainer Bob on Twitter, and he said, you know, don't make New Year's resolutions, but just focus on the positive. Keep going, and 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 that is, yeah, never get stuck with, oh, I, I will never be able to to finish this. Focus on the little progress that you make. Every step is a step ahead, and uh, and that's what you have to uh, keep in mind. So, um, thanks for listening to this first episode of season our season nine discussion of the Biggest Loser. Check out our fan page on uh, Facebook, and of course, everything you can find that on BiggestLoserPodcast.com. And uh, see you next time. And until then. Be a loser.